Welcome to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, the official Monster Jam podcast. I'm Scott Jordan, the unsung men and women in Monster Jam are the talented crew chiefs and technicians that keep these trucks performance ready and ready to win championships. And speaking of championships, my guest this week is a championship winning crew chief. We go to the Great Clips Hotline to Anaheim, California to welcome in Thunder Roar's crew chief, Shelby Fisher. Shelby, welcome to Inside Monster Jam. Thanks for joining me. Hi, it's great to be here. Happy to have you. Thanks for uh, for taking some time out of your, your week. I know that Colt uh, tears up that truck and you got a lot of work to do, but I appreciate you being on. Uh, before we get to Thunderorus, let's talk about your journey to Monster Jam so our fans can get to know who you are. Uh, first, let's go to the crew chief role, because I know we have technicians uh, that are in Monster Jam in different roles, but as a crew chief, what are your day-to-day responsibilities when it comes to keeping Thunderorus ready? So my day-to-day roles, I really just have to uh, look at everything on the truck, really. Um, I look at every bolt, and usually, so like the first day for load-in, I usually do like our maintenance days. So I tear down all of our corners and go through our fluids. And then the days after that following, I usually work on some of the bigger, heavier things. Well, let's talk about your uh, journey to becoming a Monster Jam crew chief. You went to UNOH, uh, but I am sure there was somewhere way before UNOH where you you picked up a wrench or something and said, this is something I want to do. So uh, a lot of female athletes aspire to be behind the wheel. You've taken a different route. What made you want to be a technician in motorsports? I was inspired by Monster Jam. My parents took me to my first show when I was four, and I just fell in love with it. And I knew somehow, some way, I wanted to be part of that world. Um, and uh, just along the way, I did end up going to UNOH, never worked on a car before. Um, I just knew somehow I want to get into the motorsports world, and that's where I thought I would get my foot in the door, and sure enough, I ended up here. What was that conversation like? You, you never worked on a car before, but you want to go to a, a university that has the best high-performance motorsports program in the country. How, how were you able to uh, just take that passion and say, hey, I'm a fan of this. I want to do this, but I've never actually done anything like this. How were you able to take that drive and make it into a, a student at UNOH? Uh, I dream big. So when I have big dreams the way I do, I'm going to do everything that I can or that I think I can do to put myself in a place where I think I can achieve those dreams. We have a lot of technicians now coming in from UNOH, and, and a lot of fans ask me, how can they drive? You know, how can they be a part of Monster Jam? UNOH is definitely a direct avenue uh, to go there. For more information, just go to monsterjam.com. We'll tell you all about it. Uh, let's talk about your time at the university. So um, the high-performance motorsports program, as I mentioned, the best in the country. I don't know of another school that has one like it. What were your classes like there that helped get you ready for Monster Jam? The classes are all very hands-on. I mean, there's a little bit of, like, um, like lecture days, just to kind of understand what you're really going to be learning about, working on. Um, but a majority of the classes are very hands-on, like I said. And so really, that's how I learn is just by doing. You could tell me how to do something all day long. Until I do it, I won't understand it. So that really, really helped me learn everything that I was learning in each class. Um, classes that I usually look back on that I think I use a lot today would actually be uh, custom engine building. I learned a lot about how engines work in that class. Um, brakes, you know, obviously brakes is a big one. Um, suspension was a big one as well. So you go into school with the idea that you want to work for Monster Jam. Were there ever any other options for you when you graduated uh, or was it just tunnel vision for Monster Jam? This is what you wanted to do and you had to be there. Um, I actually got a lot of different offers to go in a bunch of different directions, but um, Monster Jam had always been the dream for me. So I just stuck with that one. So how did that opportunity present itself from the time you got out of school, you were done, you were ready to go? Who did you call? Did somebody call you? Did the school help you get involved here? How did that process work for you? 
So I started the university in 2019, and I actually didn't know, but the school is aware that there was a small group of us that was um, really big into Monster Jam. And so they had sent out a mass email to those of us that they knew about. And there was a show, I believe, in Dayton, and they were um, providing tickets and transportation to the show. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. Why not? You know, this is uh, I enjoy Monster Jam. So I went and I made connections there and made friends. And um, the school stayed very aware of the little group of us that were still interested in Monster Jam throughout the years. And uh, they kept sending out the emails if we wanted to go to these events. Um, and then I believe in 2020, after everything had kind of settled down and things started to kind of get back to normal, I had actually had a, um, a Zoom interview with uh, someone from Monster Jam talking about potential um, career opportunities later on down the road after I had maybe graduated. And from there, we had stayed in contact. And then in 2022, I did kind of like a weekend warrior intern thing. So we there was another small group of us and we would fly out to the events on weekends and we would kind of see what life was like for the technicians. And I learned a lot doing that, seeing what life was kind of like. And it was, it was really cool. I like being able to see something that's broken and being able to fix it. And especially there's nothing like Monster Jam where if there's something that happens during an event and you have to thrash on a truck and you have to get it back out for the next element, you know, there's, there's nothing like that. Well, I'm not sure that anybody else that you graduated with has won a world championship. So bragging rights to you, Shelby. You're at the top of your game. Coming up more with Shelby Fisher as we keep it rocking here on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. This week, I'm chatting with Thunder Roar's crew chief, Shelby Fisher, as we talk the life of a technician in Monster Jam. Uh, you've, you've had a, a different approach in your career going to school uh, in a pretty much a male-dominated industry. What uh, what influence did that have in, in what you could do? When you, when you look at motorsports as a whole, mostly uh, drivers are male. Obviously, Monster Jam much different now with a lot of female superstars. But when it comes to technicians and mechanics and crew chiefs, it's a male-dominated sport. Did that influence you at all when you decided you wanted to do this? Um, a little bit. You know, I, um, I wanted to, along with my dream of being part of Monster Jam, I also wanted to kind of put myself as this like um, like an inspiration to other females and a positive role model that they can look to to see you know if you dream and you have a goal you work hard you can achieve it no matter how hard it may seem to be I love that. We, we hear from our female drivers uh, at the end of the events. They win the championships. They win the events. They're able to address the fans from crew chiefs and technicians. We're not able to really hear that, but it's a whole new avenue out there for, for females. And as a girl dad, I love the inspiration that you have there. Let's talk about numbers here. Currently, there are eight female drivers active in Monster Jam. We can call it nine uh, with Cynthia Gautier uh, taking a break to expand her family. And then nine female technicians, uh, you know, through admin, through body technicians, and also through uh technicians as well that number has grown and as i mentioned before i feel that monster jam has the largest female representation in any motorsport that number has grown exponentially uh, that's got to make you proud to know that you're at the top of your game in a sport that has seen females really come in and start taking over it's got to give you some empowerment right it definitely makes me feel good you know being able to represent females and see that the industry can grow with more females stepping into different roles such as the ones that are involved in Monster Jam, it really makes me proud to be a female. 
Did you ever feel like there were any obstacles for you as a female to to get here? Did anybody ever give you any kind of pushback, um, anything at all that, that that may have sort of tried to deter you? Obviously, it didn't. But w- what kind of obstacles did you face? Oh, the obstacles that uh, females can face when trying to get into something like this, it, it can be really hard. You know, you hear all the time, oh, you'll never make it. You're never going to be good enough just because you're a female. You know, it, it can it can be hard to hear, especially when you just want the support, you know, when you're going into anything. But you can't you can't listen to it. You just got to take it with a grain of salt and just keep pushing, keep keep striving. Is your family uh, offer your support as well when you when you say to your, your parents, to your, your cousins, your friends, hey, you know, I, I'm going to go to school to be a technician. I want to work on a 12,000 pound monster truck. What was the response to that? They were very supportive. They knew. um I was going to go whether I wanted to or whether they wanted me to or not. Um, I had dreams and I was going to achieve them one way or another. You know, my, my kids um, don't, obviously they're too young. I have an eight, six and five year old. So they're too young to work on, on my Jeep, but we, they have bikes at home. They have scooters at home. And uh, lately we've been, you know, trying to experiment with them, helping me fix their bikes. If a chain comes off, we all sit down, we try to do it together. What advice would you give to a little girl in her dad's garage? Who's helping out with a bike, with a car who says, Hey, Shelby Fisher is a world finals champion crew chief. I want to be her when I grow up. What would you tell that little girl? Oh boy, what would I tell her? I would tell her just to uh, just to keep learning and just to keep uh, keep staying in the garage with your dad. You know, learn as much as you can. Um, it's really going to help you out in the future. Would you say that uh, for you, obviously, UNOH was a clear path to Monster Jam? Would you give that advice to somebody else who who was coming up, um, you know, out of high school and say, "Hey, go to UNOH, learn your craft, learn how to do this"? Or would you uh, inspire somebody to go off and, and try something new, to work on trucks in an independent show, to work on uh, with an independent team? How would you do that? Would you tell somebody to take the same path you did? Um, looking at it, I kind of think the the path I took to work for uh, Monster Jam might be a little bit. Uh, might be a little bit better. I found it a little easier. But if an independent way is uh, the way that someone feels they would benefit from, I go ahead and do it. You know, I'm never one to tell someone not to do anything. Um, I actually got called from my high school uh, a couple years ago to go and talk to the automotive class is there um, to tell them my story and to try and inspire them and maybe help them also choose a career path uh, to keep going in the automotive industry or even try something in motorsports as well. We're going to talk about your first night on the job as a crew chief here uh, coming up after the break, but I do want to talk about your first position as a technician with Monster Jam. When you finally did uh, come to an agreement, come to work here at Feld, uh, Feld Entertainment, what was your first position here when it pertains to Monster Jam? Uh, so when I first started, I had started late in fall, so I was just a, just a technician learning as much as I could to prepare for first quarter. And then when uh, the season started, I was what we would call a third guy. So in our trailers, we have two crew chiefs and then our third guy to kind of uh, support a little bit both uh, crew chiefs. Coming up, we are going back to Nashville where Shelby guided my former broadcast partner to a World Finals Championship on our first night on the job. That is coming up next on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Right now, let's go back to Nashville, World Finals 22, as Colt Stevens and Shelby Fisher win the World Championship. A color commentator really helped him see a lot of things from a driver's perspective that he did not know before, and I think that has really kind of elevated his game a little bit 
and it paid off with a big time freestyle win in Houston earlier this year. Nice break check there for Thunder Roris. Laying off the throttle just a little bit for Colt up that step up ramp. I'd like to see a bigger air. Cowabunga, baby! You talk about a Thunder Roris drop. He just dropped that thing from sky high at Nissan Stadium. And he landed it. Cole Stevens going for a World Finals backflip. And he's got it. There it is again. Hard landing on the left, but he's got it now. He's going no right back. Way. Come Let's on, baby. Go, Cole. He's got two in a row back to backflips. Can I get a cowabunga, Scott? Shelby started working with Colt Stevens as his crew chief at World Finals in Nashville, where they won a World Finals championship. And Shelby, I reached out to Colt to get his thoughts on working with you. Here's what he had to say. Take a look. Man, what a crazy year 2023 was. Uh, it was definitely crazy coming out of the booth, hanging out with you, Scott, and then uh, getting into this brand new truck, Thunder Roars. And uh, I'll tell you what, to go out and win a world championship is definitely awesome. But there's no doubt about it. I couldn't do it without the crew that was in my corner. You know, uh, starting the year off, didn't really know who my crew was going to be, but it ended up being Pops and Shelby, who was actually at the time the third person in the trailer who kind of worked on both trucks. Uh, but she learned very quickly, and that's just a testament to how great the program at UNOH is, is these technicians come out ready to go. Uh, it was so awesome to watch her grow, and we bounced a lot off each other all of that year. We made lots of changes to the truck. You know, every driver's a little bit different in how they want the truck set up, and I'm especially one of those guys. So uh, we'd made a lot of changes early on, and we kept growing and kept learning and, and got the truck dialed in, and then... Look what happened in World Finals. You know, the proof's in the pudding. The truck was working so great. You know, Shelby took over the headset about halfway through the season. She started communicating more, and you could tell she was super nervous, but, you know, she got it figured out. We worked really good together. Uh, we bounced a lot of stuff off of each other, a lot of ideas. You know, I try and give her as much information as I can. Uh, that way she can get the truck ready each and every weekend. And, and I know she takes a lot of pride and works really hard to make sure Thunder Roars is good to go every time we hit the floor. So it's awesome. And 2024 is starting off the same way. I know we got a target on our back being world finals freestyle champion. But, you know, we haven't faulted her all. Shelby's had the truck dialed in. Everything's been great. You know, she's been working really hard. I mean, we, we've definitely thrown down some freestyles. And I'll tell you, that truck will take anything I throw at it. And that's a testament to her. So it's awesome having her as a crew chief. It definitely shows just how great UNOH is. And, uh, you know, we got a long ways to go. We still got a lot of season left. But uh, I think together, and we'll keep dialing the truck in, it's 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 so close, you know. And uh, it's so great to work with somebody like that that just has a fire and a drive to win, just like I do every single weekend. So I'm super glad to have her on Team Thunder Roars. And I can't wait to see what the rest of 2024 brings because uh, we're just getting started. We still got quite a bit of season left. And, we're having a lot of fun out there. All right, Shelby. So what are your thoughts uh, with Colt gushing at you like that? I'm very jealous because he used to gush about me like that. Now, now it's your turn. So what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, it makes me so happy to hear him say, like, all everything he just said. You know, I I worry a lot that I that I don't keep up with him, even though I try so hard. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, you just go as hard as you want, and I'll keep up with you. So just to hear him say everything that he just said makes me so happy. Um I last year when I was uh, first met him and like you said, I was his third person at first and then going into the crew chief role for him, I was um, trying to really build like a good 
foundation for a relationship because I wanted him to obviously trust me as um, as a crew chief and just as a person in general to um, for him to be able to know that I'm going to listen to everything that he has to say and I'm going to work on the truck to make sure that it's just absolutely perfect for him so he can go out there, do his thing and not have to worry that something's going to fall apart or just anything. So I just want to make sure that he doesn't have to worry. When you found out that you were going to be a part of a team with a brand new truck with a lot of attention on it, and then you also uh, were going to be working with a, a guy who, who had done a lot in the sport but had been in the broadcast booth for two years, what were your initial thoughts on that? Uh, when I first heard that Cole was going to be um, in our trailer, I didn't realize who it was at first. I had known who Cole Stevens was, and then I was um, – I, he looked so different from when I had seen him in the past. And then I saw him in person and I'm like, is this, uh, is this the same person? I don't know. Um, but I was just kind of, kind of just going with it. And then, um, to learn that he was in the booth at first, uh, before coming back, I was like, well, that's, that's different. You know, you don't really hear about something like that. That's really cool. And then just getting to know him as a person and following his career himself, you know, it's, it's great to see what he has done. And for him to be in the spot where he is now, I love that for him. I know he has such a drive to just be the best driver, and he wants that so bad. And I just want to be able to support him and give that to him. He has so much knowledge when it comes to to trucks. Uh, when he was in the booth with me, he knew – before something broke, what was going to happen to the truck? And he called it right away. How are you able, as, as his crew chief, to uh, continue to give him information when he does have such a huge knowledge about the truck? What kind of things do you do you tell him? What does he rely on you for in his ear as he's driving? Uh, for him to have so much knowledge definitely helps me out because this is only um, this is my first first quarter season as his crew chief. So it's our busiest time of the year right now. So having him have that knowledge and I'm still learning, it helps me out a whole bunch. And then I just listen to everything that he tells me. Um, if he's feeling something kind of weird, I still look at it. Um, if he has an idea about something, I'm like, well, let's give it a try. See how it works out. Um, and then, you know, during the event, uh, we're talking usually about like crack conditions. We're watching how the other trucks are performing, um, how they're reacting to different, uh, different jumps again still how they react to uh, to the track um i'm usually telling him how uh how much longer he has in his freestyle runs or um he's really good at his two wheel skills now he likes to do these so i'm usually out there watching uh to see if he's getting close to any of the pods so he knows when to back up when to keep going or uh when to set the truck down you win a world finals championship basically in your first uh, week on the job in Nashville. He comes out of the booth, wins a world championship. Uh, quickly, where do you go from there? How do you go anywhere, uh, anywhere up in that? When you come out your first week on the job, you win a championship, and he wins it in his first year back. You know that was really crazy. I didn't expect um, that to happen. I was I remember being in the back and I was uh, watching on the monitor the uh, the freestyle competitions, and um, I think Ryan was the last one to go. Yeah, and I was just my eyes were glued to the monitor and I was just watching and I was like, we're really close to winning this thing. And then, and then uh, we actually did. And I was just kind of stood there and I was like, Oh my gosh, we, we just won that. And I, um, I was just so happy for him. Um, Where do we go from here? We're, uh, we're on a, a series right now. We're trying to keep up in points. We're doing a pretty good job of it. He's just killing it out there. So, um, we're coming for uh, for them top spots here in the series points championships.
And you're both uh, now World Finals champions that will stick with you for the rest of your lives. Coming up next, your fan questions for Shelby as we continue on with Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. We are back with more Inside Monster Jam powered by Lucas Oil. I'm joined this week by Thunder Roar's crew chief, Shelby Fisher. You can stay involved in the conversation each week by following me on Instagram and getting your questions in to Scott Jordan, MJSX. Shelby, are you ready for rapid-fire fan questions? I'm ready. Let's do it. Jack the Fourth has a long question, but it's a good one. Talking about mental challenges drivers face at World Finals, but never do we talk about crew chiefs as the Thunder Rose go sliding. What is it like to try to ensure a machine as large as a Monster Jam truck is in tip-top shape and also trying to keep your driver ready for strategy as they keep their head cool? So a lot of questions there. Basically, how do you keep your cool under pressure, having to keep the truck in place, having to keep Colt in place as well? So I just go in it. Uh, I have a mindset. You know, this is uh, this is what we're going to do this week. This is how we're going to do the event. You know, if something happens mid-show, just I got to keep myself just kind of cool, kind of calm, just reassure myself that I do know what I'm doing and to just just go with it. Just stay calm. You're going to have support. You're not going to do this alone. It's going to be okay. All right. I love that answer. Real Thomas Frasco wants to know, what is your next big goal in Monster Jam? We talked about that a little bit. Where do you go from here? But if you could write the script for you and Colt, what would be the next big thing that you want to accomplish in the sport? My next big thing, um, I think I have two different two different answers here. I think um, for myself and Cole, I would love to see us win a serious championship or for world finals. I'd love to see him win again, um, whether it be a different element for racing, high jump, two wheel or again, we're uh, to defend that uh, that freestyle championship. That would be amazing. Um, I think for myself, actually, my ultimate goal, my ultimate dream would be um, to be able to get in the seat myself. Oh, so driving goals there. I'd love to uh, chat with you again about that. But we are out of time, Shelby. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you at SoFi Stadium for World Finals. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for uh, everything to come up. And as for you, you are stuck with me again next week. We got another all-new episode of Inside Monster Jam Power by Lucas Oil. 